I'm Sean. And I'm Alex. <laughs> and, and that's, that's Grayson. Grayson. And this is Autism Building the Puzzle. One piece at a time. Hi and welcome. Sean here with Building the Puzzle One Piece at a Time. Episode 5 coming at you. We're going to talk about the biggest challenges uh, autistic parents face. And of course, I couldn't do this alone. I got my wonderful wife sitting here with me. Hello, everybody. Big round of applause for her. (laughs) (laughs) So, like I said, today we're going to be talking about some of the challenges we face as autistic parents. Uh, Really excited to talk about uh, that with you guys today. Uh, especially uh, some of the things from my perspective. You'll get a little bit from Alex as well. Uh, So, you know, to kind of kick it off. I never just talk a little bit, Sean. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. (laughs) If you guys listen to the other episodes, you know this already. (laughs) Yeah, and they're only 20 to 30 minutes long. My life is forever and always. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, I think the first big challenge that every parent of an autistic child faces, unless you already have an autistic child and you have another one now, uh, would be just sim- very simply the lack of knowledge. Um, they don't teach you about autism <laughs> no. in school or growing up or, you know, mainstream media doesn't talk about it much or anything like that. So, Mm-mm. you know, I think the first thing is, you know, you don't, you don't know where the information is coming from. You don't know who to trust, what articles to trust, what not to trust. Um, you know, so I think that's definitely the first challenge. What do you think about that? Absolutely. Yes, I think, and you know, I think that goes for any parent. Unless you have somebody in your family that is autistic that you are around all the time, I think it's a learning experience and a learning curve for every single parent out there. Oh, definitely. And, you know, being a father of an autistic child, I think it's, it was very different than what you faced and, and your experience of the situation. Yes. Um, you know, I was the one working full time. You were the one that was home with a little guy working mm-hmm. on all the therapy and dealing with the behaviors and stuff like that. And one of the things that was really challenging for me in the beginning was just feeling really demoralized um, because... I wanted to be the best father I could be, but at the same time, I couldn't be there um, helping as much as I would have liked. So, um, you know, it, it was difficult, you know, to understand what Alex was going through, the things Alex was, <coughs> excuse me, the things Alex was saying happened at therapy, the things we have to do. Um, and, and put in place, you know, I was kind of just, you know, trying to absorb as much as I could and, you know, do the best I could. Um, and I felt like kind of, I was like on a hamster wheel or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, since I wasn't around, obviously I had to ask her a lot of questions, get a lot of stuff, uh, from her, like I said, um, but nothing is like the hands-on experience in and of itself. And I definitely learned that when I 
you know, switched my career roles and stuff like that and did start participating in therapy all the time, you know, I learned so much more about how to help them. So I encourage yeah. all the parents out there, you know, if you're a father or a mother working full time and your, your spouse is the one with your child doing the therapy, try to schedule therapy once in a while and, and mm -hmm. the evenings or on weekends so you can get a little bit involved. That's a good point. You know, even giving your significant other some time to go out and do something and just get away because it could be a very stressful environment for them. Um, that I was the best part. I think I we think. can both relate to that. That was the um, best. Sean would come home through that. and I'd be like, I have to go to the food store. I, she, like, that was my out. outing and I loved the food store and I'd be there for like three hours. Like, I never liked to go food shopping so much. <laughs> I would literally go down every single aisle and look at every single item. Like it got to the point where like, I would look at so much that I was like, this store is going to think I'm stealing. Like, I have been in here way too long and in this aisle way too long. And it was just getting out and taking that breather. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, I realized that too when I started doing a lot of the therapy. You know, it's 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 definitely a challenge. And uh, a, a breath of fresh air is, like, essential in order to be, you know, come back and be great parents. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I think that goes for all parents. It doesn't matter, you know. You need that time away so you could bring the best part of yourself back to that child and be the best parent you can be. Definitely. So, you know, and it had a lot of effects on our, on our relationship for sure. I mean, yeah, it was hard. Um, it, it, it prevented us from spending quality time together. Um, you know, there were a lot of effects on our socialization we weren't able to spend time out with people you know a lot of our friends and family as much anymore yeah just because we didn't know how he would react i mean there were many times we would go out and it would be a good day and everything would be fine but then we'd do the same thing a week later go to the same place and uh it just wasn't happening that day so you know we had to be prepared to uh, deal with those situations yeah. and you know pe we had to talk to people and make sure they understood that if something wasn't right you know we were going to have to leave and not stay at that event or that party or, or whatnot yeah because um, you know for a while there a lot of overstimulation was happening you know he'd go out to loud places and sometimes he just wouldn't be able to handle it um, he liked he was definitely a sensory seeker but there were also times when it was overloading for him, right? Definitely. I think I never wanted to get him overstimulated. And that was my biggest thing, even as when he was an infant, before I even knew he was autistic. I think I used to always say, like, well, how many people are going to be there? Well, well, 20 people? Like, that's that's too much. Like, it's going to overstimulate him. Like, because I always just knew that was bad for babies. So, you know, yeah. it, I mean... But now he does so good out in, like, with people, social places, busy restaurants. I mean, he's really, really good at that now and handling that and coping. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think at the time, too, there was so much planning yeah. that had to go into everywhere we went. What mm -hmm. do we need to make sure we have Definitely. or not have? Bring everything. Where do we need to Because you yeah. never know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, this is true. That's how <laughs> but, it was, you know? Yeah. And you have contingency plans for everything and... You know, I know some other parents that, you know, their kids eat anything and everything. Yeah. He doesn't. So 
we have to make sure when we go places we have the right things like i i know you know my sister for instance she can go out her daughter eats anything so she don't have to bring food yes. with her anywhere yes <laughs> the, the she'll joys eat anything. the joys we we don't have that luxury unfortunately but no no um you know that was definitely a challenge that weighed us down too because we weren't able to you know do as many things as we probably would have liked to do right um We'll be right back after a word from our show sponsors. Here at Building the Puzzle, we understand how difficult and challenging it can be for parents with autistic children that have communication delays. Well, if you're in New Jersey, you're in luck. The Speech Paradigm has you covered. They're helping children overcome speech challenges all across New Jersey. They offer both telehealth services as well as in-home therapy. Please reach out to them. You can uh, take a look on their website at www thespeechparadigm.com. You can reach out by phone at 732-203-5268. You can also find them both on Facebook and Instagram as well at The Speech Paradigm. We are also sponsored by Grayson and Company, uh, making homemade toys. They have everything from wooden homemade toys to sensory bins, sensory boards, all different kinds of toys for your children. Uh, they can be reached at grayson-company.myshopify.com as well as on Facebook and Instagram as well as Etsy. On Etsy, they can be found at Grayson and Company Toys. And now back to the show. So, you know, the one challenge I want you to talk about because I know you had a really great perspective on it is the fact that for a while there, we had a lot of trouble with babysitting, people yes. watching him. Yes. So just to kind of give you guys an overview, like we went a year, a year, it was exactly a year almost, without somebody watching him. Yeah. So it's... one of us was always with him 24 hours a day for a year straight. Yes. And that was not during the quarantine either. <laughs> no. We never no. really took a break from him. I, And, you know, even from the beginning, I always thought that even not for the autism, but just as a neurotypical even, I always just thought that, you know what, Grayson is my child and he's my responsibility. And I, I have always been a firm believer of doing all of the work myself. It's great to have help, but I think... Being a first-time mom, I just wanted to learn myself. I wanted to know exactly what to do. I didn't want people coming over and doing the diapers and the bottles all the time and then them leaving me like thinking to myself, how do I take care of my own child now? You know, so I, yeah. I just wanted to do it myself and me and Sean. Yeah, um, I think the main reason we stopped having babysitters for a while was when he had his big regression. Yes. During EI, where he didn't even want the therapist in the house. Right. Um, to kind of explain the situation as quickly and simply as possible, um, friends or family members came over over a period of time for a little while, and they didn't know how to manage his behaviors the way us and the therapist working with him did. Yes. Um, and because of that, literally, like, months and months of work kind of got temporarily thrown out the window. Yeah. Uh, and we had to go 
regress backwards by three or four months and then kind of build back up to that point again. You know, one of the previous episodes we talked about uh, how he wouldn't let the therapist in the house after after a while yeah, <laughs> to yeah. work with him. So, you know, when that happened, we knew we had to be really careful because he was looking at not just the therapist, but anybody that walked into the house yeah. as a potential person that's going to make him do work he did not want to do and would then escort them out or... Yeah, friends, family, he would just look... Or, like, okay, yeah. you're, you're showing up. What do I have here? to do? What do I have to work for? And he would just melt down. Remember, he would try to, like, grab everybody's hand and just walk them walk out, them right the door. out the door. He would literally, yeah. you could walk out the door, and he would turn around behind and literally just slam it right in your face. Like, okay, get out of here now. <laughs> yeah, see you later. <laughs> so, yeah, that was definitely a point in time that we had to take a step back and yes. not let him go around other people. Yeah. Well, not that he couldn't go around other people, but they couldn't watch him with, you know, and allow us to go out without him. Just because it was just too much it to wasn't, explain. It wasn't worth it to, no. you know, have a regression. Have more regressions. Um, we worked too hard at that point to just have something mess it up. Yeah. So we needed to get Grayson to a certain point before we could, you know, have somebody babysit him or, or things like that and leave him. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, when you don't have time with, uh, you know, your significant other, um, regardless of why, yeah. it, it definitely puts a strain on your relationship, um, you know, and I mean, we've got through it, <laughs> we're as happy as we've ever been. Yes, so, yes, you know, but, yeah, we're at a great, great place, thank God. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's it definitely hard. a challenge, nonetheless, it's very stressful. Yeah. Um, I think it's hard for a lot of dads, and the too. Best, yeah. You know, it is very stressful on the fathers, and everybody always talks about the moms because they're the, usually the primary caregiver. Um, and that's how it was for me and him, and I think there was a lot of stress on my end. And, you know, I think even if your husband's working, you're kind of like, okay, well, what I'm doing here is, like, five jobs. Like, it's so much harder than your job. You know, I have to do everything. And that's, it was hard. It was hard explaining yeah. therapy to Sean. It was hard in situations where, like, if Grayson was having a moment and, let's say, Sean walked in the room, sometimes he would take a minute break from work and we would be in the middle of therapy. You know, and I remember one time Grayson was in the hallway having a meltdown during therapy, trying to escape, and Sean came out of the bedroom, and I was the same way in the beginning until I started working every day with him and knowing what I couldn't do at that point. And Sean came out and just hugged him and was like, come here, you know, it's okay, what's wrong? And I was like, get away from him, don't talk to him, don't <laughs> hug him, do not say it's okay, it's not okay. I'm like, Grayson, get over here. Because in those moments, we have to follow through because he is looking to escape and he is looking for that compassion and I have compassion. And when that meltdown is over, I will then comfort him. And now, even during a meltdown, you know, I assure him that, we just want to help him. Just tell us, well, show us, because he's nonverbal, but show us what to do and we will help you do anything. Yeah. Um, and I think it's difficult for both parents, regardless of whether, like I said, you're the one out working full time or you're the one that's the primary caretaker. It's just dif difficult in a different way. Um, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, Alex, but from my perspective, it, 
it felt like it was difficult for you just going through that and having the meltdowns to deal with constantly. Yes. And just having him um, challenge you and not know what he wants all day and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that, especially during that regressive period where he was having a lot of challenging behaviors and stuff. Oh, but God, I remember that. I remember calling Sean one day right before we started biomedical treatment and I was like, Sean, I don't know how much longer I can deal with this. Like, cause I would never get frustrated with Grayson, but I would call Sean a lot to vent and he'd be like, I'm working. I can't, you know, and I'm like, oh, I just need to talk to somebody. And it's hard when, you know, in the beginning you're, you aren't openly talking about it. Who were you going to reach out to? And honestly, even if you were openly talking about it, who can really relate to what you're going through? Nobody fully understands, you know, they can say they do, they can try to give you advice, but no one understands. Um, and that's, and that's why we're here. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because we guys, know what that's like. Yeah, we know what that's like. We want to, you know, communicate our feelings and what we've been through. Absolutely. So you know that you're not alone. And at the same time, like, this is like therapy for our own souls. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Being able to talk about our own feelings with, with a microphone. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, from the beginning, like, after a little while of getting involved in our whole autism journey, I felt as though, how can I make this bigger? And it was, how can I reach more people? How can I help people get to where I am and how I got so quickly with this? Um, and things just kind of took off from there. Like I said, I enthralled myself in the therapy, in the doctor's appointments, in the biomedical treatments in reading, researching, everything. And then, you know, when we were trying to look for services for Grayson and we had trouble finding a lot of speech, challenges for that. You know, I mean, I came to Sean and said, like, can we do something? Like, and we were like, okay, we have to be able to help other children. Let's start an in-home speech company of in-home services, kind of based on our own experience of our doctor saying Grayson needed in-home, all-natural environment. Yeah. We figured if we can't find that in our area, and most of them are going to places, and a lot of these places that you go to offer also ABA or OT, and if you choose to do that, you can no longer have ABA services in your home. And we did not want to do that. We needed ABA services, and we needed it in the home, you know, doctor's order. So we couldn't cancel services, and that's when that took off. Yeah. And now, you know, we're we have building the puzzle, which is like a support place for parents and it's really taken us places we never would have thought. Oh, definitely. So, you know, during that time period, I think that as a couple we had a lot of strain on ourselves and I think we became a little bit distant from each other, not because we wanted to or we were pulling back, just because of you know, all our energy was going into um you know, our major responsibilities at the time. Alex was sitting there taking care of him all day. Um, that is completely exhausting. I, you know, I know that from now being able to experience it for uh, Thank a God long it's time. Better. Um, Thank God. It's definitely better than it was. But, oh, yeah. You know, and I'm, uh, my perspective, you know, I was working full time. I was on the road traveling a lot. I mean, I'd yeah. work from home a couple of days a week, but I'd also be on the road. And when I was on the road, I was usually not getting home till 7.30, 8 o'clock at night. So there were long days, you know, and when I was home, I was trying to take a little bit of pressure off of her and spend time with him so she could have a little bit of a break, you know, which obviously put more pressure on me. 
And, you know, did, I yeah. felt guilty that I wasn't around. he's taking around. care of a child that he's not around for therapy. And I don't know what's going on. I'm yeah. Like, you know, so that, that could be a very uh, stressful situation. And then, you know, obviously then the time for us as a couple. Um, no time. You know, no time. Zero time. We had zero time. Um, but, I mean, we tried to make it. We were it, really good with that, though. We tried like, to make it a point, though. Uh, after a couple months of that, to make sure that we had a little bit of time, even when each he went week, to bed or you know, something, just watch a TV show together, yeah, or, uh, have well a glass of wine and sit on the deck, yeah, and talk for two hours, you know. Yeah. Um, so like, and that's that kind of really rejuvenated things when that happened when we did that, and I think that's. You know, important. A message for everybody out there: make sure that no matter what, like I said earlier, the better you come into being a parent, into that situation, into those interactions with your child, um, the better off they're going to be. Yeah. You know, so that little bit of time that you spend, they see that. Refer- yeah, and that's another thing. You're 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 leading, you're fighting, leading by frustrated. example. You're leading by example. Yeah. Um, which is important for any any child to learn. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. So, you know, and now we're finally able to get some time together. Yeah. Because um, now we can leave him with people. It's great. <laughs> yeah. And um, he, get, he does so well now. He does. He might even do better with without us sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You know, he needs a break too, I think. From, you know, he's been in quarantine. He's, he hasn't gone yeah. out. So we were trying he doesn't to get wear a mask and he won't. He and, won't wear a mask. You know, so. we, we tried working on it and we have been trying to work on it with therapy and stuff like that. But it, it's good for him, you know. And I think, you know, back to just like what Sean was saying and him working and not being around and things like that. I think that that, how I said, you know, we weren't going to get frustrated with Grayson. So I think we kind of started, you know like attacking each other sometimes for just our stress that we were going through and it being all day and not having that time. We never turned it on Grayson. We kind of turned it on each other. And that's, I think, we'll drive a wedge. But luckily, you know, we always spoke and we always said, like, I'm not, you know, I feel distant or this or that. And we, like Sean said, always made that time we, for we one tried another. To find a way to make uh, And honestly, we're really for, fortunate for because each other. having a special needs child can really really it it will have an effect let's just be honest whether a positive negative one it will always have an effect on a relationship so it just depends how hard you're willing to fight for that and to stay together and make time for each other um you know a special needs child they need two parents is really really important you know things do happen and that's fine and you know people grow apart and I, that's fine. But I just think that it's... It's very important that the child has the support they need. Absolutely. Around them. And sees that. So, yeah. Um, I think one of the most difficult challenges I had uh, in the beginning <clears throat> was not knowing where this process was going to lead. Yeah. Um, you know, because you, know, you start thinking about all the possibilities, all the things that could happen. Um, 
you know, thinking about the fact that I may never hear my son say dad yeah. for a long time. Uh, Which he has said that, it. That, yeah, thank, he has, thank, thank God. Yeah. It yeah. took about was, like three and a half, four years, though. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hard. That was like the best day. Yeah. He's like, da, da. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, you know, that was really hard. Um, yeah. Thinking about that and thinking about, you know, I don't know what activities I'm going to be able to do with my son like, you know, my father did with me. And I want to have that bond with him in that way yeah. and all that other stuff. But what I think I've come to realize, especially over the past year, is that uh, that stuff doesn't matter to me anymore. No, he's showing us things you know, that I have no other child would. Yeah, I have just the most incredible relationship with him. Yeah. And we have such a great He's connection. He's so affectionate. And I love, love spending Sean. time with him. Yeah. You know, and, you know, after all this time, I, you know, I appreciate it so much more and I oh look gosh, at it completely yeah. differently. And yeah. I wouldn't want it to be no. different. I Not saying that I don't want him to. No, I, we want him to do well, but all, honestly, but I mean, we embrace his autism. Wanted, we, I wouldn't have wanted to. If somebody to could say, could you make Grayson so. today? neurotypical would you and i would say no Mm -mm. i would never change them yeah you know i think we've got to a place where that was definitely a challenge a different level to both of us i mean i think alex had certain moments where you know she was worried about like what's gonna happen now and stuff like that and i had those moments too and you know i'm glad that we're in that place now and yeah No matter what you guys are going through out there, um, you know, just just try to stay strong, connect with other autistic parents out there so that, you know, you have the support you need uh, and people that can relate to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, before we wrap this up, is there anything else you want to say, Alex? Anything? Nope. Same thing I always say. You guys, you know, if you're just tuning in, please check out our Building the Puzzle on Instagram and Facebook. Um yeah, and like and subscribe to us. And if you need any support at all, post a message. Oh, yeah, definitely. We look forward to your comments um, and hearing from all of you. Yes. This has been a lot of fun. Yes. So, for autism, building, building the, the puzzle, puzzle one, one piece, piece at, at a time. time. I'm Sean. And I'm Alex. Signing, Signing off. off. Take care, everybody. Bye.